sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Glad to be with you from Las Vegas, from Henderson, actually. We're at Sunset Station, Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, our pal Andy Isco, the logical approach is here. Stevie Slapshot flying the ship for us back in the KSHP studios. We're going to get a Bruce Marshall sighting, I believe. It's like a friendly wager we have every Friday. I don't know if it's a wager as much as a contest. It's a contest, yeah. Because I don't think Yeah, we, we've be never put anything odds. tangible on it. No. It's just, it's just pride if you know what he wore. Um, so we'll get into that. And Chuck Esposito, who is the race and sports book director here in a very busy man. He's been bouncing around. He's at one of the other station's properties. He's on the way back. He will be with us in a little bit. Locally, we'll have Vegas Hockey Hotline on KSHP.com. Uh, you can listen to that from afar at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Steve Carp will be our guest. So... Let's say hi to Stevie back in the studio. Hello, Stevie. How are you, my friend? One of your favorite days when I'm not there? I'm doing fine. How are we doing, boys? Another day at the beach, kiddo. Favorite day because it's Friday. I love Friday. Whole weekend of activity. To look you know, no, to. I love Friday not because it's Friday. It's a bonus. You know, we made it through the weekend, made it through a week. I love coming out, getting out. It's the one day, per se. It's if... been a rare event the past year. Yeah. So you appreciate it more. I mean, I have literally... And you pretty much right, Andy soldiered through everything, yeah. through this entire thing. We're, and we've mentioned in the first hour, it's just about a year. Yeah, yeah for, for me, it isn't that difficult because I'm single, live alone, so it's not that much of an adjustment not going out. I mean, the main adjustment is I'm eating more at home than I used to because I would go out all the time for meals right. and, and things. So it really wasn't that much of an adjustment for me, so it was easy for me to adapt. And I know that a lot of people, especially those who are used to going out all the time and you know living with family and all that, it was a little bit more difficult uh, to... To, uh, uh, to go, but I'm, I'm still thinking. I think we talked about it in the first hour. I think we are about a year away from things being almost 100% mm-hmm. back to normal if things go as they have. We're starting to see signs of the restrictions being loosened. I saw a thing last night. Did you see this? Utah is talking about full crowds at stadiums. No, I didn't hear that, but that's, I, a, that's I saw that last night. And and Stevie, honestly, we're pretty lucky. Maybe we were a little crazy. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I felt like it was the thing to do. We never stopped, right, pal? We had the good fortune. We were able to go to work and come to the studio basically every day. But it was pull in, do your thing, and go home. And for the most part, that's still what's going on. But that's why I truly love the Fridays, to get out and get, see you, Andy, see Bruce, see Chuck, see some of the ticket writers, see some of the betters that we normally see. It honestly, you know, we had our little world, right, Steve? But maybe what four or five of us that would be at the station every day. It's nice to slowly but surely start to see other people again. It, it was just, it was something. I, you know what? I, I am, I feel so fortunate that 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 I had that to do. Because you had I'll, me. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> that, he's that, stammering. That, that, that doesn't sound right at all. But, <laughs> but, 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 uh, but, but seriously, because I, I would have been in my house twenty four seven. I know. Oh, buddy, I don't. Honestly, I think about that all the time. We were very, very fortunate. 
And by the way, Stevie, you had me at hello. <laughs> <laughs> you just ruined that movie for me. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, now the other the other thing we we get a chance to experience that we miss is the little chatter we have between uh, segments of the show. So it's more it's more like it's been normal as well. Some of the best stuff we say is off the air, but uh, that's something that was missed for a good part during the. Uh, uh, during the the, sh- the earlier shutdown, but you when you didn't get together in person. You think of all the things we miss. We would do football watch parties on Sundays, and I, I'm telling the folks out on Sirius 204. Next year, let's go. You come to Vegas. You got to come out Sunset Station. We're in the showroom at Club Madrid. We do every NFL Sunday. We're in there. All the games are on. We do prize giveaways. You'll meet so many new friends. It's a great room. Andy and I and Bruce. And so it's like our our routine. And it's like a 20 week run. And this. Honestly, I tried to be a glasses half full guy, and I relished every moment of sitting on my recliner and enjoying football at home this year. Lost a lot. I mean, you know, it wasn't what I normally do, but I I enjoyed it. It was the first time I'd done that in God knows well, how many years. For one years. season, it's tolerable. Let's not make it a habit. That's, that's no amen to that. But I mean, so we want to get back to that. The, one of the things, and boy, we're right on the edge to be able to pull it off. But we would be normally what draft we would party. be doing. Well, the draft party, Chuck shooting for. Yeah. All right. But what we would normally be doing, Andy, would be. March Madness seminar. An NCAA tournament seminar, which was another big one that would, right, draw a great crowd. We do that on the Tuesday Give away last man standing four. contests, yeah. entries. And... Uh, they are having that contest again. I, yes, I they are. the entries out uh, when I was over here, picked one up last week. So I, that way we're so close to be able to doing that with spacing. Yeah, you know, I might poke Chuck. <laughs> Come on. Well, you see. know, the way things I think we mentioned it you gotta, earlier you gotta be careful. is that we may be working ourselves back for some of the venues of this size to 50 percent capacity. The governor a couple of weeks ago has been about 25 percent for about a month or so. He raised it to 35 percent. So the next step would likely be 50 percent. And we've still got two weeks uh, before uh, uh, Selection Sunday. So Well, what I would say to you is. The rub is, even for an event like that in the showroom, fans at T-Mobile Arena, 2,600 fans. There are, but there are fixed costs. There's overhead. There's overhead to run these things. So you want to do them, and you're misdoing them, but you don't want to lose money doing them, right? So there's still that economic there's thing. There's overhead when you have 10 fans in the stand, which you don't have if it's just the players and the stadium for arena personnel. All right, we're off to the races. Second hour of Vegas Sportsbook Radio coming back. Sirius Channel 204 and on the Sports Grid Radio Network. Keep it right here. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Andy Isco, out at Sunset Station. Stevie Slapshot's back in the KSHP studios on the Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius Channel 204. It's a Friday. Lunchtime, Stevie. Concentrate. Don't get distracted. John Smith subs, 9701 West Flamingo. All the six-inch subs, only five bucks today. Concentrate. Uh, fries are dancing in my head. Concentrate, kid. Our friends at Oasis 4955 South Decatur, they'll be going nuts for championship week. All the TVs in there, kitchens open 24-7, and the great gaming promotions, the cash back to the players. Hey, also, Andy, I wanted to throw this at you because you're the math guy. Andy, Andy, for those who don't know, is an Ivy League guy. 
and he tolerates a dunce like me, Quaker that you are. The Twin Q today is a great wager here uh, that Stations Casinos puts up and have, my God, Andy, I mean, I got here in 2005. I think this thing's been going since I got here. I think it started before then. Yeah, yeah. for for two bucks, literally, you need to hit a, tw- a it's a quinella. In, ex- in essence, an exact amount. Which is first and second in either order. First and second in two different races. Correct. All right. So for a $2 wager, believe me, it can be hit. Uh, you know, it's a $5,000 guaranteed pot. But it grows if it's not hit. Oh, wait a minute. There's a carryover today. $7,024 and change available. It's races, race 10. At Gulfstream, What's five furlong turf dash, two forty-eight so? post time. So for the folks locally want to jump in on this, two forty-eight is the post time. Five furlong turf dash race ten at Gulfstream Park. Second leg, oh man, they're going to make you wait wait for your drama if you're alive. Four sixteen p.m. is race eight, and that is race eight at Santa Anita. And the thing is, it's a, you know it's a guaranteed five thousand dollar pot on the big days. They do ten, sometimes twenty thousand dollars for Derby and. And it, it, believe me, the, the horse players in town love this bet. But at the carryover today is seven thousand twenty-four bucks. All right. You know that by the end of today, players are going to invest more. It, they look at it as an overlay. Yeah, they'll you can, play you more. You can invest two bucks as a minimum. Most people will box several horses yeah. in the first race, and they'll box them several times so that they have more than one live ticket in the second race if indeed they get the first race correct so but incrementally math guy like if the, the carryover today 7000 it's going to get hit today i'm pretty sure uh, looking at the uh, what's, what's, a, well, what's the size of the fields um 13 and 9 maybe hit yeah probably i think it, like, well, what, are the, it, what are the conditions are it's there? Hit, it's hit most days but i guess my question i was going to ask you though was if it's 7000 going in you know more money would go into the pot Taking a kick at it because it would be an overlay on the return for what, what these you, guys what are you say, seven seven thousand seven thousand. But by the end of today, yeah. what probably end up being in the pool today is probably in the neighborhood of twenty thousand. I mean, they'll they'll yeah, they'll well, fire Chuck, away. Chuck could answer that because remember it started at five thousand, so it's grown by twenty thousand. I don't know how much of each wa- two thousand by two thousand. Excuse me, I don't know how much of each wager is it twenty percent that goes into the pot or does it all go into the pot? Uh, I think it's all back. I think it's all back to the players. Oh no! I'm saying how much? Yeah, but how much goes to the carryover? Oh, I would I would envision that meant the that there was seven thousand in the pot. The, I would assume this is a carryover from Sunday. Oh yeah, I'm just I'm just wondering if the whole thing, if, if for every dollar bet on it, one hundred percent goes into the carryover, meaning that it would have been two thousand dollars bet Bonus. on oh, oh, bet yeah, on yeah, Sunday, exactly. and it wasn't hit, so that entire two thousand no seven thousand bet. Well, if it started, but it was five thousand guaranteed, right? It's five thousand guaranteed, yeah. but that means they bet seven thousand twenty-four dollars. The public bet the seven thousand. Oh, okay. I they're thought, not. They're, they're, okay. They're, In other words, they didn't put up the five thousand. If they only bet two thousand, they're giving away five. But oh, okay. the odds are they bet seven thousand okay, twenty-four okay. uh, into that pot. So I'm just saying, though, incrementally with each day this would carry over, right? This thing would go whammo ball. I, mean, I would say it would, it would probably a little bit more than the double this today, and then it'll just go up even more. But when we talk about contests and things of this nature. And the contests have become a very big thing, the big football contest. In fact, for the NCAA tournament, you mentioned there's the last man standing contest, which is a very, very popular wager. 
contest handicapping, it's it's its whole little cottage industry. Oh sure, I mean, and then there, and, and there are all those different strategies that uh, contestants use. In the uh, in the I mean, for the last man standing, groups will get together, and I think that this contest goes ten events. In other words, you've got the uh, first four, first first weekend of, of four days, the second weekend of four days, then the final four and the final. So it can go no more than ten days. So uh, the ten events, ten days. So uh, people will get together and they'll buy multiple entries as a group and they'll guarantee to advance for at least six or seven days right. in order to have enough to be able I mean, to play the in, last. I mean, in, uh, in a perfect world, uh, somebody doing that with, with multiple tickets would would have the wherewithal of possibly having both sides of the championship game. Yes. That's, yeah. the, that's the goal. Oh, yeah. And, and again, it's, you know, and I believe it's if it's the same as in the past, it's $25 an entry. You buy four, you get a fifth for free. So for $100, you've got, you know, five entries that you can control. And um, if you uh, get, what, uh, 10 people together, you know, 50 entries, you know, it's, it's 10 to the second power. It's a two to the second power that <laughs> you need to goes. have. There he goes. Steve's confused. I, I, Steve just yeah. fell off the chair. I'm, I've still got the fries dancing in my head. I'm just going <laughs> to stick with that. <laughs> uh, Stevie, you're my man. It's 1,024 entries to, have every, to, to guarantee yourself a winner. Well, and then the football contest last year was this odd dynamic, but it was the earliest that the entries had ever. I mean, think of that next football contest. Our friends over at the uh, Superbook Super Contest entries are out. We're, by the way, oh, are they started already? Oh, they're 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 about to. Uh, yes, they're out. Because I know they're finalizing, you know, the the rules and any changes, et cetera. That uh, and and we're going to be over there Thursday, Friday when March Madness commences, which would be the ninth and tenth. No, it's so the week after that. It's, it, Right. Oh, 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 you're, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Fr- you're Friday, Thursday, and Friday of the first week of action. I was talking about selection Sunday. Not selection Sunday. And actually, yeah. the the games are what now? Saturday, uh, Friday, Friday, Saturday, Monday, and Tuesday. Which I'm not quite sure. I I like that. I kind of enjoyed the Thursday and Friday end to the week, and then do yeah. we do we ever get a, a real rationale? What what was the the reason? I'm sorry. It'd be, it would be Friday, Saturday. Yeah. Sunday, Monday. Sunday, Monday. Yeah. Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. What what was the rationale behind that? I don't know. Unless, unless the thought was we want to get everybody uh, into the one place for the four days, and uh, the first day will be you know COVID testing and everything. Uh, it's the 18th and 19th, that Thursday, Friday. So the tournament okay. itself starts on the 19th. But the championship week, as you and I we talked a lot about in the first hour, is so much fun. And on top of making some dough in the in, in championship week. You might find a team that can go on a little mini Tootsie roll in the big dance. Well, not only that, uh, you know, for the last, uh, oh, I don't know, eight, ten years, you, they've put odds up on the individual conference tournaments. And we're not just talking about the Big Ten and the SEC and the ACC. We're talking about uh, the America East, which gets underway tomorrow. Uh, they're talking about uh, the Horizon League, which is already underway. So you can actually uh, make futures wages on who's going to win those tournaments just to, uh, uh, in addition to betting, of course, on the individual game. So we're already at that point. I mean, look, on Monday morning, it's March 1st already. Think about all the props and indexes. Are you good? How many wins could a conference get in the tournament? There's just so many different markets that come with the event now. Oh, absolutely. We mentioned that in the in the first hour that uh, a lot of properties now will have up you know, over under total wins for SEC, ACC, etc. 
Uh, I was looking uh, this morning. I saw the uh, Big Ten. I think they were showing like the eight or nine teams that are likely to get in. And Michigan State, which we talked about in the first hour, was not yet listed amongst them. But, you know, it's the old billboard chart. They've got a bullet up there. They're they're moving up the chart right now with their recent performance. And, you know, they'll they'll be I don't I don't think they're a serious contender to uh, to win the tournament. But, uh, you know, coaches are such a big part of getting teams ready and being able to break down film. And it's a one game elimination. Anything can happen in one game. The thing is, we talked about earlier, however, you know, it's a one-game elimination that you have to win six times to be the champion. Always hunting and searching, and you got to be lucky to win the whole thing. I always remember Connecticut getting lucky against St. Joe's. The Big Joe's. East, when they, I think, I think when, yeah. That was the game that was, was in Buffalo. I think that was the, that was was, I think was the year, if I remember, that they, no, that was the first time they won. Yeah, but I mean, they survived in the very first round. It's coming fast, and we're, so is the next segment. We're going to take a timeout and come right back to Vegas. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Andy Isco. We're hanging out. At Sunset Station, Chuck Esposito, I think our pal's going to be popping in in just a little bit. Looking towards the weekend, Andy, uh, in particular, uh, how about the NBA with what's been going on? And we're looking at a pretty pretty juicy menu of games here on a Friday night. We had touched on them in the first hour. Lakers laying five to Portland coming off that game against Utah. The other, the other one is, speaking of Utah, they, they're on the road now. And they're at Miami. Miami catching six and a half at home. Now, Miami, at some point, you think is going to get their act together. But here they were, the first game home from a long road trip. Usually not a good situation. Usually it's not. But our buddy Cam Stewart, I, I give him credit for this. There's, I think there's something to this now. It is a little skewed and a little different this year. A lot of times they come back, have a little groove and a rhythm. It's the second game back yeah. that the team gets sidetracked with all the things they do when they get back home. But clearly this is a Miami team. We know they're capable of so much more. This is a very interesting matchup tonight. Yeah, it is. I mean, Utah, you've got to go uh, be cautious when you're going against Utah. The line, it's, it's not so much necessarily that the lines makers can't catch up. It's that Utah is that good. You can't put a ridiculous line up there. And uh, the line of, uh, what is it? I think it's, I think it actually opened seven. I think it's down to six and a half now. Uh, with Utah on the uh, on the road at Miami tonight. And Miami getting healthy. Jimmy Butler's been back, so they've been playing a little bit better, but they're still not saying that, seeing the same kind of flow and consistency that they had in the bubble last year when they surprised uh, a lot of a lot of us uh, by not only uh, making it to the Eastern Conference uh, final, uh, making it to the NBA finals rather, but in knocking out Milwaukee along the way. And uh, I don't know that Milwaukee has ever recovered. They uh, they struggled last night to uh, uh, to defeat New Orleans. They've not been the same team uh, that we saw really consistently last year. They, I mean, last year from record wise, Milwaukee was the best team basically from start to finish. Uh, they're not even close this year. There's uh, just a lot of weaknesses. It goes beyond Giannis. What do you make of a team like Phoenix, Andy? Nine games over 500. They're at Chicago. Money's coming in on the Suns. Six and a half, seven is the Nevada consensus. Total 226. But what about the Suns? A team like that all of a sudden 
first kick at the can, like, you know. Well, remember, they uh, had that, uh, I think they were 8-0 in the bubble last year, but and just fell short of making the playoffs. And I think that opened up some eyes, and a lot of folks thought that, well, it's the bubble. We can't really be sure if there's going to be any carryover or anything. And yet they've uh, basically picked up where uh, they left off as they were the hottest team in the bubble last year. And uh, uh, they've gotten some good, solid play all around. Uh, Chicago is a team that I've been looking to play on this year in certain spots. I don't know that this is a spot, but uh, my first inclination uh, is to take the points with Chicago uh, against Phoenix. This number may be a little bit too pricey, although it should be an entertaining game. What is it with a team like Sacramento? They've lost nine in a row. And you look at them with Fox, the Halliburton kid's been fun to watch. Buddy Heald knocks down a lot of shots. And, boy, you watch him for the, the first 10, 12 games. And boy, they look, they look like they're better. Like this is, and then all of a sudden they become the kings again. It's like an organization. They had cousins for a while. They just can't get out of their own way. Then they start a long road trip, and they get thumped by the Knicks. The Knicks are nothing to write home about. Well, the Knicks are a much improved team, they're and improved. and they're getting better as they get more accustomed to Thibodeau and his coaching style. And, of course, uh, uh, you got Rose back there now who uh, uh, had success with Thibodeau, and I think he's a steady influence. Uh, I don't – I mean, right now they're in position to make the playoffs. I don't know how long that will sustain. But it's a team that when you when you get a veteran coach like a Thibodeau, it takes time. But it's a team that you can expect to show improvement as the season uh, wears on. And, uh, uh, you know, there, there's nothing – there's no – I don't know that there's really any outstanding team in the East. A lot of, a lot of folks thought it would be Milwaukee. Philadelphia is playing much better than they did last year, and they seem to be the team that uh, should be the favorite in the East right now. Boston has been inconsistent. Toronto, they got off to that poor start. Of course, they're not the same team that they were when they won the title a couple of years ago, but they seem to have been getting things uh, together again. So uh, right now, Philadelphia has been playing very, very solid basketball. A nice win last night against, uh, uh, against Dallas. And uh, I'll keep an eye on them because uh, as, as long as Embiid uh, stays healthy and he's managed to do that this year for the most part, uh, they're going to be a force in an East that is pretty much wide open. In the West, it, you know, well, we're seeing the Lakers' vulnerability without uh, Davis in there now for, I think, still another uh, three weeks, possibly two to three weeks. Of course, you got the All-Star uh, break in there, but uh, nobody seems to be slowing Utah down. Utah was was somewhat average at the, for the first eight or ten games, and then they've just exploded, and they, they are winning. And I, I forget what the number is now, but uh, about a week or so ago, I think like 18 of their 20 mm-hmm. previous games were double-digit wins. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not just winning. They're not squeaking out games. They're like uh, what Gonzaga's been in college basketball this year. I would have been able able to understand it. A lot better last year. And honestly, very early on, I kind of jumped into this pool a little bit. Like, look, man, it is what it is. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Not always, but you're looking to play Philly at home, looking to fade them on the road. And I get how dominant they were at home last year with fans. I can understand that. But here you go again, 14-2. and two. I mean, yeah, okay, yeah. it's wood. I mean, they're they're playing okay on that same wood court. There's nobody there. Why is Philadelphia so good at home and just 500 on the road? Uh, you know, it's, it's it makes maybe, no sense. Maybe, maybe it's simply a confidence thing. 
You know, you, you always hear about teams playing well when they're confident. Maybe they realize what their record is, and they realize, hey, every time we take the court, we know we're not going to we know we're not going to lose. And sometimes that just translates into it. It is it's something very very hard to explain. I mean, most teams will perform better. In fact, almost every team will. It's very rare for a team in the NBA to have a better record on the road at the end of a season than they have at home. But to have this much of a contrast, I mean, if you're 14 to two at home. Uh, over 16 games on the road, you're probably 10 and six in many instances. You know, nine and seven, 11 and five, but you're not going to be 500 on the road if you're 14 and two at home in most uh, in most occurrences of, of that type of uh, contrast. You know, I'm just looking again at Miami, and I see this team. They're a half game out of eighth. They've won four in a row. We know what they did in the bubble. There's a lot of reasons why they've had this goofball start. And yeah, Utah's the the flavor of the day here. And you know, and but you know the Lakers are taking a boatload of dough. But the Heat are 30 to 1 to win the whole thing. I mean, if you were ever going to stick your toe in the water, what what are their uh, what are their odds to win the conference? Usually it's half. But I wouldn't be surprised if it might be um a little bit less than half because 10. Okay, yeah, so 30 and 10. Yeah, that's what that's what I would expect because the winner of the East is going to be in all likelihood a significant right. underdog to win this series. Most people expect it to be the Lakers, but you can't rule out So Utah. is this, is the smarter bet don't get greedy, take the take the conference. Play both. You play both. I mean, I would say I'd feel comfortable with the ten to one on the Eastern Conference because, as I say, right now there does, and you know, we're not quite at the halfway point of the season, but we're approaching. Approaching, you know, the teams have played, you know, twenty five, thirty games, and I think what are we playing? Seventy two game schedule this year, so thirty six is not that far uh, in the uh, uh, down the road. So uh, I could see a lot of, uh, uh, you know, thirty to one is good because a lot of these good teams in the West will obviously have eliminated each other and probably gone through a lot of physical series. But, you know, you talk about the Lakers being the betting favorite, Utah right up there, uh, closing in right now. Uh, they're, they're at a point now where it's very tough to uh, feel comfortable betting them. You've got Denver, you've got the Clippers you have to be concerned about. Uh, we talked in the first hour about the Clippers test tonight after being drilled in Memphis last night. They get to play them again tonight. And I wouldn't be surprised if we see a little bit of a late move. I did not see anything on the injury report that uh, Kawhi or George are going to be out tonight. They both played last night, not overly effectively, but uh, they both played. Uh, so uh, I would see that uh, uh, the Clippers will be a popular play tonight. Uh, as far as Utah-Miami, I think there's going to be some sharp money showing up on Miami. I think, I think what I say, seven down to six and a half, mm-hmm. I think we may see that go uh, down a little bit more. It's interesting because I don't know that they report necessarily the splits between uh, uh, m- uh, what the volume of money is on a team straight versus a team in a parlay because I'm sure a lot of the parlay betting public will have Utah in their parlays. A lot of the straight bets, I think, will be on Miami. All right, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Andy Esco. We're out at Sunset Station again for the folks here in Vegas. The Twin Q today is a carryover, 7000 bucks. Race 10 at Gulfstream, and it will be race eight at Santa Anita uh, is the second leg of the Twin Q, which is a very cool bet for you. Hey, uh, real quick, just want to remind you, if joint pain's keeping you down, you can bounce back uh, and manage that pain relief the natural way. Uzu CBD Plus, Y-U-Z-U CBD Plus. 
Blessing.com. And if you use the promo code Blessing, you get 10% off your first order, and there is free shipping on orders of $100 or more. We had Dr. Nick Spiritos on yesterday talking about Tiger Woods and the NFL actually looking into uh, CBD to help get these guys away from the opioids. And the good news, Andy, Tiger Woods transferred out of the trauma center. Cedar sinai now. so He's, he's at Cedars-Sinai. No, that's a sign of stabilization. That's good. Boy, I tell you, these, the golfers, you can see it on their face. I mean, they're, they're pained. I mean, this, this hurt the, the WGC event, by the way. What a fun weekend of golf we got lying ahead of us. What a great. When do they have the match play of the version of that? Oh, boy, the, the, in Dallas? In Austin. I'm yeah. sorry, it's in Austin. Oh, that is my favorite event of the year. Usually, I'll check the PGA schedule. Because I thought it was usually uh, around this time. And then they switched yeah, let me, let me double check because that is, to me, uh, talk about betting golf. Amen. That's. That's a home run. Take it a time out. We'll be right back to Vegas. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back with you, Sportsbook Radio and 1400 KSHP here in Las Vegas. Sports Grid Radio Network Series Channel 204 coming up top of the hour. On Series 204, Scott Farrell will take over. Brian Blessing out at Sunset Station with our pal Andy Isco. Uh, we've got Vegas Hockey Hotline locally coming up at the top of the hour. You can listen to that on the Listen Live function at KSHP.com. I get all the shows out for you, uh, the links. And the archives on my Twitter at Brian Blessing. Steve Carp will be our guest today. Uh, with Andy here, Chuck Esposito is going to pop in here at some point. You know, these guys, big shot. You know, I mean, important guy. He's got the two-hour window between you know, noon and uh, two p.m. He'll come running in here, but he rolls out the red carpet. Red carpet, red walls. Makes sense. Is it this radio studio? By the way, is the best kept secret. And I'm guessing Bruce Vegas. could not decide on what gear to wear today. Well, whatever Bruce wears coming into this room, it clashes. So. What was it last week? Was it the Golden Knights last week? No, he went. Uh, we, it, was, it was a soccer, oh, it was soccer. team. It was. Uh, oh yeah, it was a Real Madrid. Remember, Real he said Madrid, his wife yeah. was mad at him. That he yeah, got... that's right. All right, our good friend Bruce Marshall from the Gold Sheet. Andy on the hockey. That was, that was part of the field, I think. In our uh, <laughs> no, 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 that was a just a loser. Well, I'm saying it was, it was, it was part of the field. None of us had it. Hey, the NHL, Andy. We're seeing some interesting things. For starters. The games are changing. They all of a sudden don't like each other. Why it took this long, I don't know. You know, it was kind of pond hockey-ish for a while. But now there's some bite to these games. We're seeing guys drop the mitts a little bit. A lot of chippiness. It's getting chippier. Injuries are starting to become a, a thing. But we're also seeing some teams make a little name for themselves here. I mean, you talk about upstarts. The Kings are on a roll, playing like out of nowhere. McClellan's got them playing great. And they're playing Minnesota tonight, who out of nowhere, they've got their offense going. They scored five or more in three straight games. That's a fun game to watch tonight. Arizona's a scrappy bunch. Chicago won again. Looked like a dog's breakfast. And at the beginning of the season, 
And this Lankanen kid, the, the goalie kind of just changed all. They lose Tays and Doc. And you're like, oh, boy, this is going to be a long year for Blackhawk. They've rebuilt very quickly. And Patrick Kane is so good, though. It doesn't matter who's next to him. But it's cool to see some of these other teams making a little bit of noise. Well, again, I think uh, well, we don't know how much the scheduling dynamics have to do with it, but you get to see all these teams as often as you do. And I'm not so sure that's a bad thing, that uh, that, the, that the format that they have this year is, is you know, necessarily not a good thing or something that shouldn't be repeated. Because I, now I don't know what the ratings are. I know we are seeing a lot more games on, uh, on NBCSN uh, this year, and I think that was part of the plan. Uh, as a result, uh, I've I've been enjoying watching the hockey as much as uh, as much as I have in years. And you know what's going to happen, Stevie? Go ahead, uh, tell your little thought for next year. I mean, it makes sense. I think we we kind of identified that as a real sound, smart way before this schedule ever came out. We never envisioned, and it fell that way, like with Arizona, St. Louis playing seven in a row. But if if the landscape has changed where media is not going to be getting in rooms, I don't think for a long time, this Zoom thing, I got news for you. How long were we in mass? I don't know. This Zoom thing's here for a long time, interviewing players. But I think in terms of just the landscape, the scheduling thing you're talking about, Stevie, makes absolute sense moving forward next year. So within division, you'll play a team four or five times, especially within division. This is apropos. So let's say Anaheim comes to Vegas. They'll come for two games, I think. You save on travel costs. It, gave, it makes those games a little more interesting. That second game is going to be have a little more bite to it than normal, right? As, as opposed to just kind of going through the schedule and, and you're watching, you know, these guys just kind of go through the routine. That, that, that second game is going to have a little more bite and you're going to save money on travel. Well, I don't know if it's the, it's the money. Well, that'd be a bonus after a year where they've been burning money. But I think every precautionary thing would be mitigate travel. I mean, Alex Tuck was even talking about for that for the Golden Knights uh, the other day in a, in a Zoom. Well, project. I think mitigating the travel has a lot to do with the money as well, which goes hand in hand. Sure, it's, it's, but I think it's, it also, as it's a safety point, thing. yeah, it also makes the games that much more significant, that much more exciting, especially, uh, especially when the road team wins the first of the back-to-back. Uh, games, and we get to see uh, the home team, which you know we've talked about it before. That you know the only let's call it strategic advantage of playing at home is in hockey with the line change. Otherwise, yeah, it's familiarity, it's rest, and all that. But uh, we'll see what the, the strategic advantage does for home teams when they lose to the same opponent in the first of back-to-backs. We're seeing some of that this year. Uh, I don't know, nothing like we saw the Arizona-St. Louis seven-game series. But uh, By the way, on, on the Sports Grid Network in Series 204, Saturday night at midnight, do Light the Lamp with Cam Stewart. And we also do a Light the Lamp podcast, which is on all podcast platforms and on uh, sportsgrid.com. And one of the things we were talking about, I, you know, I'm falling on the sword. I was wrong. I mean, and I was, believe me, I was poking holes at it going, look at this Pacific Division. This is like a gong show. It's a three-horse race. All of a sudden, this Pacific Division, some of these teams are playing some really good hockey. And I thought by a good margin, the Pacific Division was the weakest. And I got to tell you, Andy, maybe it changes. But the North, you know, where you're thinking all this provincial pride and and these guys, it's just going to be this incredible display of hockey every night up in Canada. Like even the Battle of Alberta, they've played two of them. They've been complete duds. I, the 
the North Division looks kind of the weaker, weakest. Well, well I'll tell you what. Right I don't know if this is an indication of, it, but even in this division, even though they're lost in, in, in their last place, Ottawa's been pulling some nice upsets over the past couple of weeks. Playing hard. Playing hard. There's no doubt about it. Good young team. The Stutzley kid has looked really good, and they're they're going to be a handful for a long time. It's going to, you know, this year is, is a work in progress. But I, I still just can't understand what Montreal was thinking, getting rid of Claude Julien there. But it's been a real weird season. And I will tell you, knock on wood, I mean, we we do good, you know, betting the hockey. It's been a rugged two or three days. Like, yikes, where'd that come from? We're, we're finding a lot of these trends that have been working. Oh, higher scoring games, first game of a series, under in the second Team loses the first game in a revenge spot. The ones that are kind of holding true are teams starting a trip. And I think St. Louis, who's just in free fall right now, starting a trip at San Jose. I mean, it, they better show up like their lungs depend on it. Well, I think also part of it is you have these postponements that come up uh, often at the last minute that, you know, you, your schedule is built with the back-to-back with the normal days of rest and things like that. But uh, when you're having to deal with, uh, you know, you play three games in five nights and then you go a week without playing, I think that also affects the quality of the team and it affects both teams. Uh, some teams are coming into it without uh, without any time off and the other team uh, will have been off for a week to ten days as we're getting a lot of these, you know, related COVID-related postponements, which is something that uh, has been pretty steady since the start of the season. By the way, you inquired before we went to break about the, Dell match play, yes, which is indeed uh, correctly you you pointed match out. player betters delight. Ah, uh, my friend, I mean it's a WGC event. What we got what, coming up golf wise after this WGC event, uh, they're going to Bay Hill, which is terrific. Then we get the players, which we didn't. We got a round in last year, and then they shut it down. Uh, the players is going to be great. Then the Honda Classic with the Bear Trap. Then the match play, March twenty fourth through the twenty eighth. And then two more tournaments before we get to the Masters. This is going to be an incredible push uh, bet in golf here. But that match play, Andy, boy, I'll tell you, the eyeball test is such a big thing there, and there are defined opportunities. There are guys that just are – there are guys that embrace the match play aspect of it. They're just great ball strikers, but they can't win a stroke play event to save their life because they always have that one errant – shot or that one hole, the snowman that takes them out of the stroke play event, match play, walk to the next tee. And there are guys that just embrace that format and the stare you down kind of thing. And then one day to the next, you're watching a guy play and he wins a match three and two. And if you watch that match, you go, he should have lost. The other other guy got four horrible, or this guy got three lucky breaks. He had two shots that were going OB, hit a tree, came back in the fairway, and he won his match. And he couldn't make a 15-putt put putt to save his life and then they make that guy the favorite the next day when he's going to get killed well brian not uh, not everybody who bets it a lot of them do but watch all these uh matches from start to finish and get to see things like what you've just pointed out that this you know you look at the four you look at the final score you look at the way they've played and all that and you say oh this guy was really on fire and that's totally different in 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 match play where yeah you have uh, you know if you have one bad hole in uh, in stroke play that could knock you out of the tournament you have one bad hole in uh, in uh, in match play well, it's just one one you're just one down i just love that betting market specifically when we talk about how the industry has changed the golf betting market. And I think Vegas, there's still room to grow here. We got to get the top five or the exact, and that's coming. 
and, and but this is where we hear by the end of the year. But the, but the market has grown. Where it used to tee off on a Thursday. Well, best of luck to you. You're staring at your ticket for four days. Now, okay, I can, I can come back in Thursday night. Or I could do I could do round two matchups, uh, matchups every day. But the fluctuating odds to win the event is the big one. And honestly, what's cool about that is golf is that kind of sport where you can get a real run for your money. I mean, I got. I mean, the one day. It happened, and it, believe me, this doesn't happen. It, it was because of who he was. I think he was sixty to one. It was. It was at least forty. I think he was sixty. I, I hit it. Uh, Jim Herman. I mean, remember Jim Herman? That you know, he's like five, six shots back and came back. But there were a bunch of named guys ahead of him, and they, you know, and it, it happens. But you can play a named guy. You get a Kepka or, you know, some stud who's four back on Sunday morning at fifteen. 20 to 1 at a price that he was bigger than when he started for the entire tournament yeah. and on Sunday morning you can jump in and, and with a market to make money. Oh, absolutely. Of course the thing with these uh, with some of these Sunday uh, matchups on Saturday as well is that the uh, players uh, tee off early that uh, before some of the books open so you may end up needing to do that at places on Saturday night but you know it wasn't that long ago Brian that uh, many sports books would only put up golf odds for the four majors. Right. And then over the last five, six, seven years. Now they're already up. Every week. Oh, yeah, for the event. You can, now, yeah, you can wager on the all four uh, of them. on the British Open, which is the last in the yeah. rotation now in uh, in July. You can wager. You've been able to wager on that since uh, last year. Ryder Cup, FedEx Cup, all this stuff. By the way, it's a Ryder Cup year. It shouldn't be, but it's about to be. Yeah, they pushed it from last year when they had to uh, postpone it. Which is a great event. And honestly, I mean, from a safety thing, for sure. But clear that's that event. You can play it, but it's. Meh. I mean, that event needs fans. Yeah, that event needs fans, and the beauty of that is with golf, where if somebody sneezes, these guys are ready to you know, just pass out. Here they're embracing the noise and the it's calamity like the, and uh, chaos. It's like the sixteenth hole at Phoenix well, for all eighteen holes. Right, but the but the home and road game aspect of it's awesome. Yeah, where like, where is it this year? It's in the, it's here and the U.S. is a dollar forty. I should know where it is. Uh, is it Medina? I, uh, I've uh, you, that's a good. I should know where the Ryder Cup is. I don't. I thought I don't know why Medina stuck in my head. I will absolutely have the answer for you in the next segment unless I can find it very quickly. Ryder Cup. It, no, I'll find it in the break. It's Sportsbook Radio. Brian Blessing, Andy Isco, locally Vegas Hotline is coming up. Stevie Slapshot, Steve Carp here. And at the top of the hour, Scott Burrell takes over on Sirius Channel 204, the Sports Good Radio Network. Coming back to Vegas in a moment with that golf answer. There's a pandemic. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, let's put a lid on Sportsbook Radio for the week from Sunset Station. Thrilled to be out here. Don't And the Ryder Cup is at? Yeah, the answer. Well, of course, did I not? I got the answer as soon as we went off. Yes. Short-term memory is just hideous. I said, well, what was that? I said, isn't it whistling? Yeah, exactly. Larry? <laughs> <laughs> I, I said, what is, I think it's a whistling straights. First they said Medina. It's whistling yeah. straights. 
And, and I remember Dustin Johnson, right? Ground in the club. Ground in the club. And it was a dirt patch. Yeah. But the, the course was all sand dunes, and technically it was a bunker. I got to tell you, if you want a pet peeve, there's one. I love the golf. The rules of golf, man, calm down on some of this stuff. Like, we play our regular game around here. We play for a few potatoes, you know, nothing nuts. But we always make the call right before we go out. Roll them in the fairways. Yep, everybody agrees. Roll them in the fairways. Honestly, why should a golfer stripes one right down the middle and it ends up in a divot? Why should he be penalized for someone's ignorance ahead of him? I don't understand that. Maybe in the 18... 18- I mean, if it's in the rough, play it where it no, lies. Maybe in the 1800s when they devised the rules of golf, or maybe before then, they didn't have divots. I don't know. But, but uh, a lot of these rules are very archaic and uh, uh, don't consider uh, the modern advancements that could have been anticipated when the rules Well, I just up. think I mean, guys are penalized. They get a good shot, and they're penalized through no fault of their own. It's just someone's in consideration yeah, in the groups ahead of them. Or in, a, in a, a, a hole where it's down in a bowl and everybody's hitting a wedge from down there. And the ball ends up in a divot. Guys should be penalized. Come on. Be nice. Be good Samaritans. Change the rules. Well, I guess these are pros. They are, they, I guess they are expected to be able to adapt, but that doesn't take yeah. away from the unfairness. Stevie, what happened to me? Like being nice like that. Doesn't sound like you at all, sir. I know. Must Not be. leap year. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're close. Yeah, when is le- you'll know. When's the next leap year? Well, 2024. See, I told you no. That's not hard. It's every four years. You've changed my life. You got me watching Jeopardy again, pal. Let me tell you, every night. Yeah, did you like last night's final Jeopardy question? N- no clue. Oh no, I, I, I answered what two of the three people answered. They all got it wrong. Yeah, Nigeria. but at least that was yeah. But no, I no, wasn't. No, as, was the answer. I'm like, Ethiopia hey, I'm, I'm as smart or as dumb as they are. All right, hey, it's over. Thanks for joining us. It's been a fun <laughs> week on Vegas Sportsbook Radio.